Confessions of a Potty Mouth Chef. That would be me, Potty Mouth Chef, Vicki Van Dyke. This is how to cheat, eat, and be happy. And this chapter is called That Time I Drank a Little Too Much Wine. (laughs) Not that that's ever happened. I may have mentioned that my house is a bit of a drop-in center, and for the most part, my door is always open. Friends, relatives, my sons, buddies, wayward strangers, ex-lovers, they're all welcome. Usually when they show up, I'll cook them something delicious and invite them to stay as long as they need to. Such was the case when Sharon left her husband. After a few gypsy days on the lamb with her two kids in tow, she arrived on my doorstep physically and emotionally exhausted. Jack and I welcomed them with open arms. How could we not? Sharon had no money, no relatives in the vicinity, a teaching job she had ignored for three days, and two kids who desperately needed to get back to school and some sort of routine. Jack looked at this as a great adventure. He's an only child, and Sharon's son, Josh, only a year younger, and his friend, became the instant brother he always wanted. The two of them happily moved into the basement. Sharon and her 10-year-old daughter, Bella, took over Jack's room, just a two-bedroom house, and the five of us got on with the business of living and healing together. Sharon really needed to decompress. After her recent emotional upheaval, she was quite content to let me launder, clean, shop, and of course, prepare meals. She promised a case of wine, and frankly, yes, I am that easy. We spent many evenings at my kitchen counter hashing out her marital woes while the kids played and I created dinner. Now, this was all pretty good for the boys and not even so bad for Sharon and me, but poor little Bella wasn't exactly finding a kindred spirit anywhere in this equation. Thus was born the idea of a baking night, an evening where the two of us would create yummy somethings while her mother sipped wine and cheered on our efforts. We decided on orange cranberry muffins because even though that other woman in his life makes them from scratch and I've had hers and they are damn good, Jack says mine are the best he's ever tasted. Yeah, so there. We also decided on orange chocolate cake because believe it or not, I actually had a new boyfriend of sorts at that minute. The guy I told Ben about. I say of sorts because in hindsight, I'm not sure that Billy was ever really my boyfriend. He just came into my life and hung around at his leisure for a while. Billy's birthday was coming up. So I instructed my new assistant to put all the ingredients on the counter. We now uh, call this accidental orange chocolate cranberry cake made with boxed cake mix, orange juice, dark chocolate, heavy cream, orange zest, Grand Marnier. Then, of course, the cranberry orange muffins include cranberries and orange juice and a box of muffin mix and orange zest and frozen cranberries, maybe even some walnuts. So here's the thing. We started, but while I was starting and chatting and drinking and pouring and mixing and all that stuff, I absentmindedly dumped the cranberries meant for the muffins into the cake mix. Whoops what to do. Picking them out one at a time seemed like a whole lot of work, and then what would we do with them? They'd be coated in chocolate, so we couldn't use them for the muffin. I suppose we could rinse them, but like I said, too much work. So Bella made her first executive chef decision 
and we left them in the cake mix. What the heck? Thus was born the first ever accidental orange cranberry chocolate cake, Bella's Birthday Bonanza. Well, we weren't about to name it Vicky's Drunken Disaster, were we? So you bake it all in a bunt pan, looking very European. It's easy peasy. And for the clay, the glaze, it's easy to melt the chocolate in the top of a double boiler or in the microwave. And you know what? You can add some Grand Marnier, drizzle it on the cake and top with some zest from the orange. Very pretty and very yummy. I will tell you, the cranberries make a wonderful addition, makes the, the cake even moister with a surprising twist. The muffins, just as simple. You use that boxed muffin mix, substitute orange juice for whatever liquid is specified, dump the cranberries in with some orange zest and maybe some nuts, and bake as directed. You will find both these recipes on the Potty Mouse Chef Facebook page. Well, Sharon and her brood were with us for about three weeks, and Jack and I were sad to see them go. It's amazing how much you can learn about friendship and sharing and generosity and love when a seemingly inconvenient situation is foisted upon you. I'm absolutely certain I gained as much from Sharon's day as she did. Billy loved his cake so much he hung around in his own sporadic, not quite boyfriend way for about six months before we both realized that we were not a match made in heaven. <laughs> What's that other place? We really were an odd couple, as evidenced by Sharon's initial reaction upon learning we had hooked up. What the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me, Vicky? Yeah, or something like that. You see, Billy can be a sweetheart, and Billy is a party boy, and Billy has a place in Southampton, huge selling point, and Billy also likes to work out and therefore has a pretty rockin' bod. I didn't realize how important this was to me until after my 29th date with the 29th guy who was more or less in my age group and more or less looked like beer was his best friend and the gym a distant memory. I witnessed more saggy jowls, jiggling bellies, drooping shoulders, and receding hairlines than I can count. Now, Billy, whose best friend really is beer, had the receding hairline, but he also had a mischievous smile and his pecs were pretty mischievous too, a testament to his ongoing love affair with lifting weights. One morning, shortly after Billy and I met, Sharon and I were enjoying a latte on a local patio when he came tearing up on his bicycle shirtless, all shimmery from sweat and tanned from a summer full of sunshine. All I could think of was, ooh, I'd like a piece of that. Seriously. Yikes. Obviously, I was getting a little shallow when faced with continuous aesthetic deprivation. And we all know a hot bod does not a successful relationship guarantee. And my intellectual and emotional compatibility with Billy was virtually non-existent. We decided that we would be better off as friends. Well, at least that's what I thought. I've somehow managed to stay friends with most of my exes, except for Grover, and that is his decision, not mine. But Billy just couldn't do it. His brain only goes in one direction, forward. Forget the past and move on, immediately. Well, okay, 
Except in my experience, if you don't take the time to properly mourn the death of a relationship, to assess and ponder and discuss it endlessly with your girlfriends, add in a few late night phone calls to that very same ex who is moving on without a moment's hesitation. If you don't share even one tear, write a song or two, cry into a few cauldrons of therapeutic soup that you are cooking while listening to every sad song you can find, well, if you don't do any of those things and simply move on immediately, you may be destined to make the same mistakes over and over again. Maybe. (laughs) The other possibility is that you are the smartest person who ever lived. In my next life, I want to be Billy. It just seems to be so much simpler. In our next episode, a little more about Billy and the demise of that relationship and and something about mushroom lasagna and my friend Cheyenne chums before bums. It's coming up next on Confessions of a Potty Mouse Chef, How to Cheat, Eat, and Be Happy. I'm Vicki Van Dyke. See you next time.